We're back for a very special episode of the Grime History Lesson. We've got the king of sub below, the man himself, Mr. Johnny Cash. Man, how you doing, my brother? All good, you? Yeah, blessings to be here, man. Blessings, man. You like that intro, the king yeah, of sub low? Yeah, 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 king of, king of sub low. Sub low, matic. So listen, I mean? tell them, what, what is sub low? Uh, sub low is a sound um, frequency that I use in all my musics. Um, it's not a beat. It's not a particular style. It's a sound, which is below 40 hertz. And that's really geared for the clubs. Like when I'm making music, I'm making music for the clubs, for the, the analog sound, mainly for the club speakers. I mean, I'm from the, I'm from the era where you've got the big reggae sound sets and the old rave sets like Coliseum, big speakers. So my stuff was made straight for gorilla speakers. So like, so some people may get confused thinking sublows like a movement, sublows a genre. A genre, yeah, it's a genre. It's like a genre. But but it's not typed to one. Like I, I can make a a house a house song with a sublow sound, but the sublow is like a the umbrella of the sound that I create, the style of music I make. And when I make grime music or whatever it is, it's, I'm, I'm using that sublow sound, and that's what's that's the main denominator in the music. That's the, that's the key. So tell us how far back, how far back old old school are you? Like my love was graffiti art. And then, um, so what's this like? Late eighties. It's nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, we quit graffiti. Nineteen eighty-seven. And from then, we quit the graffiti. He said, "What are we gonna do?" So we're gonna head to New York. You know what I mean, went to New York and went to New York in nineteen eighty-eight, and that's when my life changed. Life changed completely. How? In many ways, I saw a different life than London. So hold on. So you was fourteen. How the hell did you even get over to America? Like, how- <laughs> everyone says, they said, "How was you allowed to go places?" Yeah. Remember, as a kid, I lived in Maidaville, posh area, Maidaville. But the weekends, I go down to my grandmother's house. Where was that? And, and that was in Harrow Road. When I was at my grand's, obviously, technically, grand's house, you can get away with everything. So I'll, I'll go out late at night, come back, I'll never be home. And I got into mischief, doing graffiti on trains, just doing all bandit, you know, burgling art shops, doing everything you can think of as a kid. As a bandit kid, we did it. So I was hanging around with older guys, and because I was always out every night, it become, you know, my mum got used to it. My brothers couldn't do it, but only me. I was out as a kid, I hang around with older people. So when New York came, you know, I said, Mum, look, she goes, if you go and get, I'll give you a joke. She goes to me, if you go and get a job, yeah, you work, you can go to New York. So I got a job in Burger King in West End. That's how I got to New York. And New York is where I became an adult. So I like going clubbing, Studio 54, seeing all the rappers I like, seeing L, Cool J, EPMD, all the hip hop stars, you're seeing them in the same location as you. That was like, I said, wait, their hip hop scene is different from the UK's. It's like mature. You know what I mean? So, first of all, we come back to London, right? In London, everyone looked black and white, dull colours. We came back to UK full of colour. Like, we, we, we had the flat tops. No one had flat tops in London. A groomer had a flat top. Yeah, we've so, seen a couple of pictures. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so no one, like, we was doing all the New York stuff. So, we came back to London. We said, you know what? We're not doing graph no more. We're going to start doing music. Right. So, this is where the music journey starts. So, in West London, um, there was a crew called Power Lords, yeah? And this is, I, I, learned, I learned all how to unify my music in the future. I learned from the Power Lords. So that was a, was that a rap hip-hop crew? Yeah, hip-hop crew called Power Lords, yeah. So Power Lords put all these crews together. So they had us, us lot was construction. That was me, Rage, and State of Art. You had uh, Two Death, you had Power Lords, you had Def G, you had a few, a couple of men from Shadow, Shadow Cabinet from, from um, Harlesden. I can't remember, there's a few, few other rappers. So you made a big crew called Power Pack. That was enough of enough all the West London. So basically unified West. 
Yeah, so all the things he taught, all the things I learned in the hip-hop game, I brought forward into when I did, when it's my turn to do my music. So what happened? We was doing hip-hop for time, doing hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. And then um, there was like a lot of politics with hip-hop where certain men like Tim Westwood, he would have control of the hip-hop scene. I'm like, I'm like, how does this one man control the hip-hop scene? Was he the only DJ? Hip-hop not, no, more of a DJ, big. but... Was he the only one on national radio at the no, time? Yeah, he was on Kepo Radio. There's a few other men, yeah, but like, there's a few other DJs, but he had the key to push you. But he didn't like he didn't push UK. Like we say, this boy's not pushing UK rap, he's not pushing our sound. Or we kept saying, Why is he why why does he play a UK rap record and say this is UK rap? Just play this is hip hop. We kept um pigeonholing it, this is UK rap. No, just play it as hip hop. And we had a we had like we so I didn't like that he had control of our music. So was he playing your stuff? Yeah, he played our stuff on the yeah. He, he played he played our stuff once in a while on the radio, but it wasn't. He didn't really push the UK music. So I, I was like, mm, this seems a bit strange. So I'm doing that for X amount of years, but then I started raving to the garage scene. Yeah. So you know, I'm raving in the garage scene, and I'm saying, wow, these guys have got their own infrastructure. They got their own DJs. They got their own promotions. You don't hear these guys on the radio. They got everything self-contained. So who was you, like, when he was raving, who was out and about? Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was raving, me and my boys raving, but, you know, the DJs in them times there, they were superstars. Like Martin Lana, you had uh, Mike Rothcut Lloyd, you had, uh, you had enough DJs, I mean, there was just enough DJs, Pipe Piper, you know, you had, you know, there were tons of DJs, just too much, yeah? Um, and they were the superstars. And there was MCs like Creed, Unknown, and I knew Unknown, yeah? Unknown MC. Well, I know him because he was a he was a hip hop man when I was a hip hop man. So when I saw him in a garage rave, it was a soft music man, but he had all the girl in it. Yeah. So, so one day I was in Coliseum. This was sparked off. One day I was in Coliseum, and one tune came on. What was that tune? The tune is called "Life Is What You Make It." It's by a group Chronicles and I think um, LB. I'll give you some joke. We're in Coliseum now, and there's one DJ to play rhythms, bro. Here we always play the last set. This this boy played the, the the gutter beats, bro. So one day I looked up and said, "Let me see what this DJ is," because I've been raving off my nut. Them days it was all E's and MD. So you just raving. So we raved till six in the morning, then go to another rave. We didn't stop raving, man. Like that was it. One day I looked up and said, "Let me see what this DJ is." Plays the dark beats. It's Martin Liberty Lana. I said, He's a white guy. I said Martin Lana. Yeah. yeah. I said this guy's a white guy. I said I couldn't believe it. I said this boy, this boy is playing the most darkest beats, darker than everyone. I said, man, it's a fucking white dude, man, playing these nasty rhythms. Yeah. I said, yo. I'm in Coliseum, I had this tune, I thought you'd make it. And I, remember I said, nah, what is this? This is the tune that when I, I'm in the rave, listen to the tune, I said, Mamba Clot, what kind of garage is this? This one stood out. I said, if I confuse this bass line with the hard hip hop beats, I'll get my sublow sound. So the sublow was like my UK hip hop. So I said to myself, I'm going to make a new UK hip-hop yeah, with the rave sound, with the rave, with the kind of the, the sub-low bass line from the garage scene, but I'm going to do the hip-hop beats. So I fused my two, my two lifestyles together, my two, my, two, my, well, my two kind of genres of music that so I like. So it's basically a hip-hop versus garage. Yeah, put them together, I fused them together. That was the fusion. And I was always going America. I went America every year, two, three times a year. But then it, like, on the sort of late 90s, I was going to uh, Miami and Orlando. And in Miami and Orlando, the music was different. It was much what, different. What was it? Uh, man, let me, uh, listen, I can't even tell you what this music was. I'll be going raving, yeah? And I said... Just so we can get a sort of feel right, of I'm, like... I'm, I'm going to give you a picture of um, them times there, in the late 90s, yeah? 
mid nineties. So the New York, everyone knew the New York, the New York lifestyle, Buster Rhymes, blah blah blah. You know the New York, the New York hip hop, the way they dressed. I started going to Miami and Orlando. And I give one one day one joke here. Yeah? I went to the record shop and I said, I see these these TDs. I'm like, who's this dude? And all like light blinked out. It's a pure masterpiece. I was like, who's this guy? So when you go to Orlando, you don't think of hip hop. You think of Disneyland, and you know just think of tourists. No lie. One day I was out there with my missus. And I was in a car park, yeah? No lie. In the car park. I'm seeing this club. I'm seeing massive trucks pulling up. Gel, driving big trucks. Dudes, gold, gold, gold teeth, white teeth, dreads. Let me tell you now, there's not one light-skinned dude there. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? So I, I said, listen, missus, I want to go in the club and check out what's going on. She's like, you crazy? No, no, I want to go in there. I don't want to go in the club and check out what's going on. Because I, I, I was like, I was like, nah, what's this scene? Because I'm seeing all, because I loved, I loved American lifestyle. I loved it, yeah. So I said, this, I've never experienced this. What is this? I saw all, all, all the guys wore white t-shirts, dreads. Long white t-shirts, dreads, gold teeth, that was it. I left my missus in the car, said, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to come back out, yeah. <laughs> she was obviously screwing me because I, I didn't come out straight away. Yeah? Yeah, of course she didn't. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, in Orlando, they looked at me. They thought I was police. I'll be, I'll be going clubbing. Oh, cause you light skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm light skin. I'm, I'm wearing Gucci loafers like UK style. I'm walking in the club like, mate, he's Popo man. I'm like, I'm oh, from London. I said, no, you're Popo. I said, no. <laughs> no they say you got Gucci loafers on, man. Cause I was just like, I was just in, like proper English style Gucci loafers. You know the, the, those the the, the uh, Chino Machino and all that kind of. Yeah. They said, no, nah, man, you're Popo. I said, no, nah, no, nah, from London. So I, I didn't believe me. So you don't get no people like your color there. Man, you look like you're Puerto Rican, man. So I'm in the club now. Right in the club, so sit in the corner. I'm in the cl- corner of the club. Like, what is this music? I'm like, what is this, some crazy music? Man? I'm like, where's this music? I, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to analyze the music. I'm like, this ain't hip hop that I know. And it was fast. They had a kind of dance music here. Yeah? They play faster tempo in hip hop, and that's where they took their drugs and they'd be raving it. So I, and then I heard certain tunes. They had all this masterpiece stuff, and I'm like, this is like the early stuff. I'm like, this is some strange music, but. They're getting down. Did the, you did you like it though? Yeah, no, 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 no. The B line, listen. All I remember, it was B line. Pierre bass. Just all you heard. Was, just constant B line, like, and it just getting down. So off key dancing, I've never seen before. Like this is nothing from I know is hip hop. Yeah. So I'm in this club, hearing this crazy music, and I'm really studying the music, really studying it. So cool. Didn't understand what's going on. Bought enough CDs. Brought back to the UK. So I listened to the music. Okay. Then I went. Then I went. I went back by myself. I told my friends, "Yo, this is Orlando. It's not like it's not Mickey Mouse, man. It's not. It's not Mickey Mouse. You know that Daffy Duck stuff. There's a hood there. I said, nah, man. Said, there's a hood. I'm telling you, they got pure clubs. See, that must have made your brain so wide in terms yeah. of music. Yeah. So I'm going clubs, right? Just for the music, yeah. I'm bringing my friends over to Orlando all the time now in Miami, bringing them over there. And one day I'm in. A, I'm in me and a guy called Jason from Son of Noise. Son of Noise, yeah. No lie, he was talking. He, he, he was does interviews sometimes. Says, "Remember, I was there when you said solo." <laughs> he says to me, "Okay, yeah? okay, right? okay." So I mean, I'm in the hotel. Yeah, I'm taking Jason to the club. I said, "Jay, you know what? When I go back to London, it's like, it's like 97, 98. So when I go back to London, I'm gonna fuse this sound with the garage sound and call it sublow." Because what are you on about? I said, "No, I'm gonna fuse this sound, the rave with the hip hop, the, the two frequencies together, the energy." And the harness, this is what I, can, I like. So I went back to London. I had no studio at the time. So I had a, I had my, um, the engineer that I know from the old hip hop days, he's a working IMW, his name is Keith Too Real. I said to him, look, 
what do I need to buy to have a house studio in my house? He He's an engineer. He gave me the list of stuff, bought the stuff, no problem. And then we started making music. So yeah, big up Suj, big up Too Real. Yeah, so we made the song called Dropped Up Big Kid, yeah? Is that the first? That was the it's, first this tune? Was, this was the first tune, right? Now, we've, first we made it, we made it. I give it to Wesley J. Wesley J battered this dub play. Was that the vocal? It was a vocal dub, just to, just to horror. And yeah, the chorus, Johnny yeah. Cash, Champagne, Bubba, yeah, 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 the yeah, 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 yeah. drop in, right? Wesley J, much respect to Wesley J. And big up Shomano, he bust this dub play in Coliseum. They have, what was it like when it yeah, people, first? Man, people, man, I mean, I they go off. They go off, man. I remember don't just say it. Yeah, don't, don't. No, no, no. Even, I've I got, I got tape packs from Charlie Brown chatting over it saying, this is, a, I don't know what sound, but this is a new type of sound. Charlie Brown's MC. He said, what kind of sound is this? So new, I've got a live on pack. Remember, this man, the garage MCs. And when they hear the beeline come in, all the shutter man there was to go nuts because it was dark. I said, right, I see people liking this stuff. Okay, I'm confident now that, I'm confident now to go and press it. Now, for those new generation today who make music, it's like um, there's no value in your music. You can make it in your laptop and you can put it live on air on your, on your streaming sites. And then in our days, you couldn't just put anything out. You had to believe in the records you're making because you had to go and pay for money, pay for pressing. Everything costs money. There was a long process, you know, from making the tune in the studio, getting it on dub plate, then going and get it on test press, then getting in a record box to give out. It was a whole process, which you know today's music you just make it in your laptop and it's out. It's out and There's no, yeah, there's no, there's, it's just like yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no actual value to what you're doing. It's like you just throwaway music, you know what I mean? So the true story is, pressed up the records. I'm going around the stores. I'm in Nicky Black Market. <laughs> I remember so uh, Black Market yeah, Records, yeah. Yeah, I, for those from those are not, not Black Market Records. You, know, you as a producer, you'd go in there. You're downstairs with a dubstep and garage lot, yeah. Well, it was garage, it was garage and breakbeat downstairs at the time. And upstairs was um, drum and bass. Yeah? Now, usually you go downstairs. I saw Nicky Black Market, and he put a record on. And in the, these times here, you used to stand over your box of records, and man's gonna put your record on in public, not listen to their headphones. This the is this, 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 this is no record now. This is no record. You're thinking this could make or break it. They're gonna put it on it's garbage. It's gonna kill your heart. You know what I'm saying? So. I put the record on. You put it on in the, in the loudspeakers. When the beeline come in, Nikki, are you signed? Me, no. Do you want to be signed? I said no. It's like that. And he, and he said, "Oh, you said no." I said, "We we'll take this record." I said, "I've already done the hard work already." I know, I've got a bang. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my object, my objective was. No, nah, a lot of men are trying to keep me from the scene coming in. No, I'm going to terrorise. I'm going to bust down the door and open the door for this. So oh, you of... knew from I that knew. tune what you had? Yeah. And there were no tunes. I mean, there was, there was, oh, yeah, there's other guys making tunes. Charmsy. You're making tunes. Charmsy, yeah. yeah, Charm- yeah. So, so I'm going to give you a story. So I had the, had the white label. So I went to the record stores. I knew I was on I'm to a winner. There was, there was a few underground radio stations. I can't remember the name of it. There was like ISFM. Free, some stations Freeze, back in the day. Was yeah, Freeze. Yeah, Freak. No, no, it wasn't around. Freak FM. Freak FM. Mission. Is, yeah, Freak. Mission. That's yeah, it. Mission. Yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you got good memory, G money. Yep, 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 yep. All right. <laughs> mission. Now, them days, though, listen, let me tell you how it was in them days. I'll be like trying to tune it in. Trying to tune it in. You hear the, I hear my tune on the radio getting played. Just hear it. And you're trying to tape yeah, it. Trying to, yeah, trying to tune it in. You, like, that was a rush. Like, that was to me, that was like my drug to hear my music. Like, people were liking this stuff. And I'd always hear Charmsy tune mixed in after mine. What Charmsy tune it was, was it? A, it was? It was called Raid. Raid, yeah. 
it was all original song called Raider. It's hard still. Dirty bass line. This is how things are, how God works in mysterious ways. On mission, if I'm hearing my tune, I'm hearing this tune, and I said, our tunes are, they don't sound like no one else's tunes. They just sound out of place. So you just, yours and Charmsy? Yeah, they just sound out of place. Like, just their own genre. For months, I'm hearing this tune, my tune. He's hearing my tune as well. I don't know who he is. I don't know how I got to meet him, but somehow I did. I don't know how it was. So one day he turned up in his car, I see some young dudes, I said, right, he's young, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Started meeting, started chatting. We clicked straight away. We said, yo, we're going to join forces, man. It's, it's, it's pushed his underground music. Because he, when he comes check me, he put down pure CDs. He said, pure tunes. And it's like, yo, he's making dark music like me. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to join forces, make this thing blow. So he was the first person, um, apart from my my, um, my own camp that was with me making music, that I linked up. So from Charmsy, I said, rare. You know what I do? Now, now remember, Drop Top and All About The Cash, it was, it was a white label. All about okay, so that was before Black Ops. So these were white labels, yeah. So all about, all about cash and um, dropped up as a white label. Charmsy had raid out, so I said, You know what? All right, cool, cool, cool. I need to form, a, I need to form an organization. So I start thinking back to the power pack days, got all the crews together. I said, all right, I'm gonna make because what I'm doing is brand new. I know one man can't break the doors down because I had listen. Them man didn't want me coming through, bro. The garage man. Man, they, they, they didn't want me coming through. They, they, no, no, no. Why did you say that? Because I'll give you everything. I'll, 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 I'll go down the line. I'm gonna give you everything. You sure you weren't being paranoid? Maybe. No, 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 no. Everyone told me. I'm like, listen, man. You, you, you know when you listen. They don't want you coming through. They don't want to play your tunes. I'm in the club. But like, you were saying Lana was playing your tunes. No, no, no. no, no. Take this, this is this is way in the beginning. Okay, okay. Right. Okay. Remember, I got to bust the door down. Yeah. So, him again. Didn't want that, the, the old school garage man. Did not want to make their music become new. In '99, they're still making tunes. New tunes are coming out. You know, pure bangers are coming out. But then when 2000 comes, it sort of slide down, and then they're playing the same box of records. So I knew I had. I was going clubbing, trying to get my my tunes to DJs. They were having it. So all the bedroom remember, at this time here, all the bedroom DJs were. They were my food. The bedroom DJs. They don't want to. So they was always buying the white labels. Yeah. yeah. These, remember, the bedroom DJs are the next DJs and the next, coming through. Right. These yes. are the next DJs to come through in the scene. So I had pure bedroom, they were loving it. I said, look, I just drive around my car, white labels, enough people know me. I met enough people I see today. I remember you, Johnny Man, parking up your car, giving up white labels. I don't remember doing that, yeah, but I did it. So I used to drive around my car. Like, I had American mentality. Drive around the back of your trunk, sell records. This is what I did. Like, it was destroying food. I'm going around, that's, that is my game. So I knew I had the bedroom DJs. These are going to be the next generation. The next generation of DJs, yeah? When these old ones fizzle out, these ones are going to be the ones in the forefront. I knew the, I knew what's happening. So I was doing this, doing this, doing this. I thought, you know what? I need to get a team. Okay. My knowledge of crews, like I thought I want to have, I want to have a London Wu-Tang production. You know I mean? Serious. Like a production team. Serious. Like, I mean, we got all of us are strong. You know what I mean? So DJs, artists, we had, I wanted everything in one camp. So I had Charmsy. Then uh, I had DJ, DJ Dice. Yeah? Dice, yeah. yep. Bad Boy DJ. <laughs> Big up DJ Dice. Man, How did you meet Dice? I met Dice through um, the MC Chaps. He, that was oh, it. Chaps. Yeah, oh, was, Chaps. Oh, yeah, Chaps. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so big up Chaps in a minute. So that was, um, this is when, so when I'm, yeah, so this is now, I'm, now I'm getting the crew together. So so Chaps was there. Chaps, Dice. So Dice, yeah. Dice, I met Dice. Dice through Dice, I met Chaps. Chaps was the MC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now I've got, now I've got DJ, I've got, I've got Charmsy, I've got Chaps. So yo, then Dice goes, oh, I know, I know, I know, a young dude makes hard beats like you're like. Dread. Uh, yeah, Dread, yeah. So are you looking for West? All for West, yeah, all for West. So I said, right. So I said, man, that's, that's the team going on. So I said, look, 
we're going to put this up. I've got this thing called Black Ops. I'm going to do. But how got the name Black Ops? Is I was watching a movie called JFK. You're going to know if you watch JFK again, you'll know where I get my samples from. They're all from the movie JFK. For the Black Operations. Yeah, Black and... Ops, yeah, Kudata, Rikata, all from JFK. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Right, so, all right, they're all from JFK. And I thought, why why I call it Black Ops? Because I thought, Black Ops are one who, you call them, they're the last resort. There's no laws, there's, they're above all the law. So I thought, in music terms, there's no law in my music. There's no controlling. You're above the law. There's yeah, no yeah, controlling just, we, me, we, we, We're our own unit, we're doing our own thing. So Black Ops, like, we, like we're... As they are in the, the military or the police, they, they're their own group. We are our own group. You know what I mean, we're, we're doing our own thing. So, when the Black have formed, I said, "Undo a label." The first tune. This I always tell people: if you want to go listen to your first grimy, greasy record, yeah. Here we go. We're getting yeah, real you, now. You can go back and do your data. Go back and do your timeline. Go back and do anything. I just swear, yeah. Holes don't mean shit to me. Now you can hear the hip hop element. Yeah. Don't mean shit. But when you I hear don't it, mean shit to me. me. Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you said this dirty is. There was nothing out like that. It's like what kind of music is this? So that's what. That's the first original grime record of a label because I had. So that come out on Black Ops. Yeah. Drop I mean drop toppers and drop toppers. Imagine all all your uh, big up jammer. But when I put that drop to the man, remember packing my. I always said he was packing my records. So none of these remember doing this thing before me, bro. None of them. Wiley, none of them. They, none of them are doing what I was doing. I knew what I was doing was going to be for the future. I knew it, but no one knew apart from me and my little crew. So in your head, yeah, could you say you was like the first grand producer? Yeah. You're saying that. You're yeah. saying that. Not yeah. even... Make what I said, man. Then remember, they were doing Garage and Dark Garage. Not grand. I was, my shit was with the rapping. No one's even rapping. When I'm rapping on beats like, hey, you're not repeating. No, I'm doing 16 bars or 16 lines. That's hip hop. You go to any, go, go back to your timeline. Go back, you can go back to, go and get a grime record, your earliest grime record. Go and, go and look for it. Go and look for your earliest grime record. So what do you think? So was it Champagne and Hose? What come after that? What sort oh, of, oh, oh, tons of records, man. I mean, what was coming around that time? Like this is all before Kettle and all that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Way, way before that. So you had that. like, so, so this is the order. You had, you had yeah. drop, 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 all about the cash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Holes Don't Mean Shit. Yep. That's the first Black Ops label. Then Bait was the second release on Black Ops. Okay. Listen to Bait and you'll hear what Graham is back in the day. Yeah? Well, yeah. Listen to Bait. Go, go and go, and type, go Bait and say, hey, who's doing this stuff? He's rapping on rave music. Greasy beats. Like, Bait, Bait. Just go and do your research. There was no one doing what I was doing. I knew this is the generation after. I'm, I'm doing it for the bedroom DJs and the up and coming. So you was doing it for the people the coming after yeah. garage. Yeah, because I knew they're into hip hop. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in hip hop. I'm a first generation hip hopper. These are new hip hops coming into it, but they're gonna, they're gonna mix it with the rave. I knew they're gonna get into it. And my, my, my objective was I want to make our own UK rap. So I've got bait now. Bait now. What's after bait? Yeah. Right, so I did a trick called bait. If you go and do your research, type in Johnny Cash bait, it's a blue label. So if you're, if you're collectors, the holes don't mean shit. If you can get if you can get the record, hold that. It's the first Black Ops label. First. I even got that. Someone took my record out of my record bag. I'm looking, I have to go and buy it back. So we had bait. And then we had this, we had, then we had this tune called, I tell you now, right? Go so, on. No, we had this tune called Haywire. Let me tell you. This is where it all starts now. Okay, this, we're no, getting serious now. That's what we're getting serious now. If you go on, like when you play when you play Hey White to people and they say, man, this sounds fresh. 
whole concept now. I made Haywire. This is how I made it. I thought, I'm going to make it so you stop, start. You, get, you start rushing, then you stop. You start rushing, then you stop. What, the tune? Yeah, the tune makes you... Because when you're, when, you're, when you're raving and you hear music, it's like a rush you get. Yeah? And I designed the music for you to get the rush and pause you. And it worked. It worked the gem. We, it worked so much, they banned this tuning gas club. They, 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 they go to the DJ booth and said, no DJ is allowed to play Black Ops Haywire. I never heard of the tune. What was it doing to people? Like, listen, listen. Listen. People, for those raving gas on a Friday and Saturday night, they remember. The gala take their shoes off, smash the DJ deck, smash, remember, champagne, smash it on the floor. This is what happened. Remember, Brooke, remember, remember, Remember broken bottles of champagne on the floor, bro? This is this is this is a different kind of rave time. All the champagne bubblers pow, smashing it. Killer going mad, banging the DJ. I mean banging the DJ. Banging the booth where the booth is almost mashing up, man. Bar staff, I remember them jumping over the bar. Swear skanking down. out. I said, <laughs> so, so, so the tune was killing gas club. Because they, they never because I said this design, the tune was killing, killing it. Battering the club, look. Listen, the children people go hysterical, mad. Everyone just, if you're working, they just stop working for that feudal time and go nuts. Because everyone's on MD. This this tune was designed, if you take MD or Eve, this will make you rush. It's like stop. a spell. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like hypnosis. Yeah. Like, man, you see the record go and they go nuts. So, so bro, this is where it yeah, got. Like, it's okay. like, we, we set trends. We have heartless crew. We were freaking from, we did our advert, I've got an advert, I remember I found them a little while ago. We did adverts for Freaky Femme, but our adverts were like songs. Heartless Crew's a play after us, and the next minute, Heartless Crew are doing adverts. Like songs? Tunes. Yeah. That's when they started doing the songs. But I got the adverts, I got the tunes. These are on Freaky Femme. I'll, I'll send them to you. I've got, yes. my, I've got my download, I can send you the link. And then this is where we knew the, t- the tune. Um, I think it's called DJ's Den in North London. This is where underground, underground garage, bro. DJ's Den. And the garage scene in them time was good because you had. Commercial garage, but there was an underground, underground scene bubbling that you never hear in the garage raves. Never. You have to go to the after party. There was like two two styles of garage. You got the, you got the daytime garage. You go to the club, but when you go to the after party, six in the morning, there was these nasty beats. Was that basically like the B sides? This this is a whole different. This is a different genre. It's garage, but like this is like big up. There was different kind of rhythms, bro. Different. They were just militant. They were just dark. Like just, they was made specifically nothing. Nothing. They were skanking dark rhythms. Nothing was nice. Yeah. And it's like DJs then. So I loved all the greats and all the underground stuff. So we're in like two thousand now. Yeah, two thousand. We're doing Freak FM. Doing a few stations. And I can't remember. Did a few, did a few stations. We always doing radio stations circling around. That was the life then. Just doing station, station, station. So the music now is. We, we're noticing it's getting shut down. The corporates, yeah. I, I always, the corporates, they had a plan to shut down. The garage got so big. We had the Garage Awards on TV. Remember the time when Garage Awards on TV, Alexander Palace when it's on TV filming, Garage was getting massive. Then it got diluted. So it got, you know, took all the major acts, signed them up, made them start doing R and B and blah blah blah. You saw me, all the mis- every rapper you can think, everyone you can think coming from the garage scene, they go and do commercial music. They, they get diluted. And I always say, why did they do that? Why can't just do what made you good that way and then take the music to another stage? And it's have not, it's not their choice though, is it? Yeah, but because they're young, you know, we understand. Once you get signed yeah, but, and you've 
they've given you this money. You're yeah, not gonna. That's, no, but that's the, yeah, but if you knew, if you knew what you know now, you wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, of course. This what happened, but this is what the major levels have their agenda. Yeah, so they dilute the scene. Then this will happen. And the, the garage scene disappeared because there was no, no nothing in the clubs. No R and B. Yeah, all right. Then the bedroom DJs. The grime things that are coming. Right. Let's get into this then. So what what were the first grime DJs you remember? Like the first bedroom DJs that oh, started? They're, they're, from the garage scene, yeah? From the garage scene. Actual garage DJ, Martin Lana. Because you was quite close with him. Yeah, Martin Lana. He, yeah. he, 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 you know, he was like a big name. Slimzy. I remember, I remember, seeing, I remember, I remember seeing Slimzy before. Slimzy was massive. I remember seeing Slimzy in the cutting house. I remember being in the cutting house. I was cutting, I think I was... I was cutting, ah, I was cutting war. Right. I was in a cutting house, music house. Them time there, for, for new guys who don't know about the music scene now, the way, the way we meet other producers or other DJs or people in the scene, you go to like local spots where people will be gathering together, like music house, dub cutting houses. Them days we would cut a dub plate. A dub plate, for those who don't know what it is, is a 12 inch acetate piece of metal and you record an individual track to each side of the, of the dub plate. Would be a music house, yeah, cutting dubs. And I remember I saw Slimzy, and Slimzy had all the, uh, um, was all wily in the roll deep lot. You know what I mean? So I remember I gave Slimzy my record. Um, I was cutting, but I was cutting war in there. Yeah, I cut three tunes. This day, and this is this CD. It's got tunes like it asked for still today. A tune called "Fugged Out" that I've never ever released. Never. I cut "Fugged Out." I cut "Nasty," and I cut "War." So this is, this is like 2000, two, it's about 2000, end of 2000, late 2000. And I remember, I remember Slimzy go, what's the tune? I remember he's in there, he goes, what tunes are you you're cutting in there? I said, no, this, so I got these on record, this is stuff I'm cutting. I didn't think nothing of it, give him the records, yeah, the howling and whatever. And he goes to me, um, can, you, can, you, can you, that dub plate you was cutting, can you cut me that? So I said, which one? So he goes, just cut me one of them dub plates. I said, all right, cool, no problem. So, and I mean, if he if it fucked out, the only person I had fucked out was Martin Lana, the only person. I get asked all the time, "What's that tune?" It's the, when I play this tune, fucked out. It's more, it's raw. Even Slimzy asks, "When's that tune coming, man? When's the fucked out one coming?" Epitome of greasy, bro. Right. I mean, I mean that to me, that's one of my. It's like you can hear. It's like it's like reggae dubstep, sublo. It's got a mix. It's just its own kind of thing, yeah. So a tune called fucked out. So I'm in the cutting house. This time they're now, the, the bedroom DJs now, um, the, the garrison's dying down. Now, because the garrison's dying down and all clubs are hip-hop R&B, the gram scene now, well, it's not called, it wasn't called gram then, it was just underground garage, yeah? I had my sub-low thing, it was just, no one had no names, which is I call it sub-low, what I was making. And we just, they make, they, 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 they call it garage, that's they call it, garage, you know what I mean? So, the scene now is really the young guys coming in, the old school, old school garage men, they're fizzling out. Now it's a new scene coming through. Because you can see, um, you can see. You can, oh, bit, you, you can see the, the 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 what do they call it when the the taking off the gate? Or you can see Slimzy coming in. He's he's coming over. He's, yeah, he's like. coming over. He's coming in for easy spot. You can see the the crowd changing because first it was EZ, yeah, he's the man. But the Slim was coming. Right, yeah, so EZ had the garage man lock. I got big up EZ. He bust dropped up the a kid on Kiss FM. That's what made the tune pop as well. Okay, right. He, I got big up EZ. He dropped it on Kiss FM, and from EZ drops your tune. 
it's lights out, yeah? Like, who's this guy? Who's the tune? Oh, big up EZ, yeah. Before about that. But anyway, going to the sign one, the Raves now, right? Milton Keynes, up Manchester Far. Slims, you see Slimsy coming through. EZ was up here. There was not many DJs. Ray Hurley, not people, but Slimsy. Because of the new genre of music of the Utes, he played the gutter beats. The gutter. He didn't, he didn't care. He played the gutter of gutter. So... You can see him coming through. And I remember there's one side winder where you see he's the new man now. So easy then played the tunes, but then when Slimsy came, Slimsy came with the remix of everyone's tune that he had. <laughs> you see? So imagine you got Easy killing it. Easy, you know, he's the best DJ ever on the scary scene. He's supersonic. He's a mash at every rave. But when Slimsy come on, he come on for the for the youths them, for the, the road. He played Grease, bro. <laughs> I mean, Ray said, this boy plays Grease. I said, yeah, this, this, this is the boy you need to target. Slimsy. He ma- one side one, he mashed it up. I remember I said, yo, this guy is dirty. He re- Everyone played their sets. He had the remix of, re- no, he had the remix of all their songs they played. And they have chopped up versions and all different kind of stuff. So, right now, the scene's getting dark now. Gary's scene's getting real dark. So, it's, they, Gary's scene's getting dark. So, we keep saying, right, it's too dark, it's too dark. We had, we had tunes from Music Mob coming out. You had all the you had um what's that tune? Uh, uh what's that, the Music Mob tune? Pulse X. Pulse X. All yep. the tune. Now remember another thing from West London. Eight bar. We invented that. Really? Yeah. So what was the first eight bar gram tune? No, that was that was uh, Pulse X. Pulse X. Yeah. Nothing. It was nothing like. What, there weren't nothing before that. Was no, it? I was like, what's, what, what's this? Like, it's, even I thought, what's this? A crazy tune? It just goes back around, back around. There's no, there's no. It just goes two. It's like two loops. It's come producer. I think there's just two loops. Like to me, that like, was the idea. To me, there's the idea. There's no chorus or nothing. Just mm. to mash up the rave. So this is like that was the first eight bar song geared for MCs because it's just eight bar. You know, eight bar. Just, and everyone started formulating eight bar the formula, which came from Music Mob. Yeah, all the bangers came from West London. Do you feel like? Because I feel like when we mentioned Graham and people talk about Graham instrumentals MCs. West doesn't really get mentioned. But we have all the beats. It's all, all our beats. All the man spitting, all them favourite MCs in the, in the gram scene, they spit on West man's beats. It's a Hungry Tiger. That's like, who's up way long? That's the line. This is early days. It was all West London beats. You go think it. Invasion. Aha. War. Um, hungry Tiger. There's too many. I had, I, had, I had so much tunes out. I had aliases. I had Johnny Cash, I had another name, I had this name. What other names did you have? I, I, just, I had Blowfoot, it hurts, I had this, I had different, just different names. I, put in. I said, I said, well, I can't put two Johnny Cash songs out the same day, so I put two records out the same day, different producers, but it's me. I swear. Yeah. So, and he had a sticky making the dark garage, sticky, bad boy sticky, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, come sticky, on. Sticky, come in the nasties, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was gutter, bro. Like, he made that dark. Golly Gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying to you? It, it was nasty. You know what I'm saying? So, I remember Wesley J played um, that boo tune on tape in Coliseum. He's on the tape? Play yeah, Wesley J played on tape. From a tape. From a damn tape, bro. Craig got nuts. <laughs> From a tape. Yeah, that war in a minute, the boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I'm saying the, like, big up Oris J. Oris J, come man. on, that tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Remember, so you, remember, all from West? Yeah, no, he's from, he's from, he's from okay, like, yeah. I think he's out of London, but you see the scene. Oh, he is from yeah, Manchester, yeah, really, yeah, the scene's getting, now you can see the scene's getting dark. Zed the Spider. Dun, 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 dun. All the tunes is nasty now. 
Wookie's tunes are getting nastier now, even nastier. Storming. They're storming all them tunes there. Wookie's even getting devilish dark. The scene's getting dark now. So like, um, so you can see the, the it's the now that it's the era of the of the the, the, the dirty B lines, the the, the 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 hard beats, the shadow beats. So this is where the grime scene. It wasn't called grime; it's just dark garage. Yeah, yeah. I was doing what I was doing. It's called dark garage. Then it was like, oh, one extra came and they sort of grasped onto it and highlighted it, put it on their radio show. Had the first. They called it grime. I mean, on some was that cameo. Cameo, yeah, yeah. yeah cameo. We had the first kind of grime show. We was on there. Back in the days, and they blacklisted us because we were too. Uh, so the first <laughs> Gram show on One Extra was you yeah, and Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. So um, One Extra started calling our music Gram. The media started calling it Gram. So then, while he's got his, while he's got his style, he's, he's got his. I don't make, I don't make garage. I make Esky. So this is where he had the Wiley from the East London. He had me, I mean my boys from the West. So he had Esky beats and he had the sort of sublow thing. You know what I mean? So he's doing. So we're we're all doing. Underground dark garage, but our own genres, you know what I mean? Because the garage men didn't like the old school man didn't like us, bro. They just said, "No, we don't. We don't want this." Them coming in, taking over the scene, which was inevitable. We would, because we're the new generation. So I think so. This this where all this where the grime scenes really sort of kicked off, and then all that, and then it became where the MCs became more potent than the DJs. This is where it turned to funny. Become then turned like a stage show. Turn, what do you mean turn funny? Because like you go raving not to rave now. You go raving to watch the MCs. Isn't that wasn't that didn't that like no, make no. it seem bigger or better? No, it was it was two different things because I was a kind of I was the bridge from the garage scene to the kind of gram scene. I'm the kind of bridge. No one was raving anymore. We're raving, but we're not. We're the DJ. Like, you're the DJ. The DJs were the superstars. Then now they're, but they're not. Now they're, they're the backups. Now, now in the background in the garage they were the superstars. Yeah, but when it started going to grime, they became the they had no power. Like the, the, the MCs were telling them what to play, they play a tune and they get reloaded. So it, it became like a stage show. So the grime thing had this almost like a the bashment thing. You know, about the MCs, about the MCs, and the music become um, little by little less important. I mean, because you could see from you know when from the days of big clubs, yeah, it was you needed them dirty beats to sp to get the reload, and then as it, then when the clubs fizzled out. MCs became the official grime. This is now the new UK hip hop grime, rapping, rapping on beats. Because back in the days, they wasn't rapping; they were MCing, just choruses and blah 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 blah. Okay. All right. So this was a difference from the garage scene. They used to just rap little hooks and repeat, repeat. Remember, do one hook, pass the next man, do another hook. Then, as eventually time um, got by, they started creating songs, sixteen bars, choruses, and this has become it's really the, the UK's hip hop sound. Which you know, which now the UK hip hop sounds turned to drill now, but it's it's that you know what I mean it's same exactly same, yeah, yeah. same thing. So that's yeah. where it was like UK rappers on UK music. You know what I mean? So that's what sort of the grime scene kind of came from. Right. So, what role do you feel like you had to play in all like the like two thousand and one, two thousand and two, oh, the whole grime scene, building the foundation, the music style, the genre, the music. Um, pushing our sound forward. It's our UK sound. So I was really, even when I won, when I won the awards, I won the awards in 2000. I won the U. Remember, I won all the awards when there was no, when there was no social media. So tell, tell, tell the people what awards have you won. I won the Best Producer Sidewinder. I won the UMA, UMA Awards 2004. That was 2004. Sidewinder yeah. was 2004. Yeah, I won both well. of yeah, 2004. Even when I won the awards in UMA 2004, I'm on stage. I'm telling, I was so anti anti-label, anti-music industry, because I knew what they're about, manipulation. I was even saying to him, why have you got Wu-Tang here on a UK water show? Why are we funding Americans? 
We've got to stop funding Americans. We need to fund our own UK base. I said that live on stage when I picked my wood up. I was so raw. I, I was, Do you I was, regret doing all that stuff no, now? No, 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 because that's what I believe in. Because what is, why is it we, we're creating something? Why are we going, giving it? We're now creating our own scene. We don't need to go to America. We don't need to give to America. Let's put our money back into the UK artist. That's what I was mainly, I was mainly about pushing the music for the UK scene. That was my main genre, to try and get this UK music um, established and, and, and to be a dominant force in the music industry. But all it was, I didn't really do it for money, which I should have done. I did it for love. You already had the money. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think of business business minded in that sense where you can manipulate and make good money from the scene. So after war, yeah, let's get into a bit later, like kettle, all the, like... Yeah, well, you got war. Right, yeah, what, what, yeah. When I put aura out, I designed, I had a plan with the Black Ops to, to wipe out, to wipe out any any other crew when it comes to sound. We had war, invasion, aha, we had pure bangers. You, I said, you're going to go to a rave, you're going to hear Black Ops non-stop. You're going to hear Black Ops non-stop. And for a few years, it was yeah, like that. Yeah. So after the war, we had invasion. That tune's still back. Yeah, yeah and, so this, this day. People, how you get the bass? So I was told, sound, you must sound design. If you want to get your own sound, you must create your own sound. Like my vomit bass. I get asked every day, Wait, where's that bass come from? I'm never going to let no one where that comes from. <laughs> and I, I tell you now, it's in your eyesight. Most guys have it, but they don't know. But you've actually designed the patch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Cause I was, I was going to put on a sound pack. Was you? Yeah, I thought, nah, nah, nah. nah so nah, then nah, everyone nah. be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I said, no, because I can always use that, that sound. Any, I can use it in the future. You know what I mean? Anytime I want. So I was going to do a sound pack. You know what I mean? So we were designing from, from war. I said, now it's takeover time. Because we looked at it like we're a production team. We want to be the leading force in the club. When you go to any rave, you're going to hear Black Ops nonstop. This was the brand. We're going to push this Black Ops brand. Invasion, aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All about sex. Enough tunes, man. The kettle, kettle, Spanish. Spanish, Spanish yeah, VIP. Yeah. I, had, man, I had a war series, the 4 4 war, the war VIP. Remember, them days, I was just pressing up records for fun. For fun, pressing it up. White labels were one side. Like If you, if you can get international, there's, one, there's, there's about 50 copies of No one knows this. There's 50 copies only circulation of international. From the, yeah, I had so much tunes, man. Fairground, do I can't, I had too much tunes, bro. Do it, course, yeah. I had too, I had, I had too much tunes. Yeah, no, about too many. I had, so, I, had, too I, many. I, had, I had Sublo.fm, that label with the dready stuff. With, I mean, I had this, um, Beats for the Streets. So I was, I was putting out records non-stop, non-stop. So 2005, I started doing, promoting, doing, doing clubs, but then I realised, man, they're putting blocks on us. Now our music's strong, in a strong field. They blocked the clubs. No grime in the clubs. Can't play. They put no grime. That was it. And that's what sort of the scene kind of. I stopped putting music out. I thought, mm. Yeah, because we're, we're getting to the end now. Like yeah. 2005, it seemed like. I stopped. I stopped. My last, my last tune I put out on records was. Do it. Do it. I think I pressed last one. I pressed on the label. So. Gram sort of fades and ends like yeah. doesn't end. We get to a peak. It's sign one because sign one is like the peak, and we've got the sign one. There's oceans, we, we, you know. There's, there's a rave every minute. Sign one is killing it. Like Gram is massive. Two thousand five. Then five is does not because they put a lock on the clubs. Yep, yep, yep. Five is when they shut the thing down. So we had a good two thousand two to two thousand five. The clubs was Gram. It was wicked, man. But then the, the, what is the MCs? Because now it's more MC based. 
the music become back burner and the MCs become in the forefront. And do you feel like that put your music on the back burner? Where the yeah, MC- I, thought, I thought it was not worth it making a music. That's why I made Hoods Up. I made Hoods Up for a joke. What, I made it overpower for overpower the MCs. No, I made it. For, uh, I made it for MCs. Oh, you made that for MCs. That, look, I'm gonna make a simple song. It, it's simple in groove, but not simple in arrangement. So it sounds simple, but the way I made it, I made this. I'm gonna make a song. I'm gonna make a simple track for MCs because they're not really into raving no more. Yeah. And energy and the fast garage. They want something they can spit over and be heard. So I made that deliberately for that, and that's why I made hoods up. And I made and I made it. It's, it sounds simple, but the way I arranged it was very smart. Okay. All right? And, and obviously, when that, that tune battered. Yeah, come on. To, to this that, day. When you play a tune in the club, any tune you're playing, that will smash it coming in. <laughs> That's what I made it for. If you listen to me... The original warmonger, the, the, Johnny I'm, Cash. Because I, I, I make tunes for sound boys. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I said, what? No, no, no. I got all my tune to come in with authority. Like when it stamps in Black Ops, boom. You hear that bass drum, you know, this is some hard shit, man. This ain't no tin can PlayStation music. This is some hard shit, yeah. all right? There's some levels in this thing here, you know what I'm saying? So let's go to, like, the last few years. Let's start so right, getting look. to the end of what's going on now well, and what yeah. we've got to look forward to. What, what now? Yeah. Well, I've got tons of stuff coming out now. I mean, because what is a stop? Oh, I say, I stop putting the music out. I'm from the era where exclusive, I give it to you, you got it. Mm-hmm. Now, now exclusive's gone. Once I give it to someone on the internet, everyone's got it. So I had I had computers full of music, which I still got now. I still never stopped making so it. So you had to adapt to yeah. I got I didn't like times. I didn't like it. Yeah, it took me. T- so then I was doing the raves and the funky raves. Yeah, you know the funky raves. Stop making all the funky. Like all my house stuff coming out now is all made from that era. Okay, okay. So these time now I'm just doing raves, doing raves with Dreddy, doing doing dances. Then I said, you know what? Chill, man. I've had enough of this music scene. I totally had enough. Got in a relationship with some chick, and I just stopped altogether. I just turned like a raver. Dreddy carried on. He was doing the funky thing, the house thing. I get nicked. I'm in jail. I ain't seen Dreddy for a minute. Now I got arrested. I'm in jail now. I'm in Wandsworth now, chilling in the bunk. I hear this tune come on. I said, what the fuck is this, man? Some tune come on. I said, what the hell is this? Tune. Listen, if you're a house, di- if you're a funky DJ, go and look for a record called Hard Cash. And you can see this music had no no ID to it, mm. but everyone's doing it now. This is this is this is. Dreddy did, he really did a sub low, basically a sub low track, about a one twenty five tempo, one twenty eight okay, tempo. Okay. The tune is, I'm in the, I'm in my bunk in the Wandsworth. I said, what the, I said, what the hell is this? I said, Stacks is playing, yeah, Stacks. Big up Stacks. Some tunes coming. I said, Bomba Club. What? I said, no, this tune's nasty. I said, when I get back out, I gotta make sure like this. This is the Greek because I, I like the house thing. Mm. So when anyway, I come back out, um, I think Dreddy was like, I remember, I remember, I remember I come back out, I was on, I was on tag, and Dreddy was in Australia. I said, right, man, he goes, he goes, Cash, you should have carried on the music. You would be here, me in Australia. He's in Australia, I remember my little tag in, in my bedroom, yeah. stuck in, oh, it's New Year's Eve, it's on New Year's uh-huh. Eve. He's messaging me, I'm about to play in Australia. I'm like, fucking hell, man, why did I, why did I stop making the music? Because we're doing it together. He, he blew up on T. Williams. A few years go by, this happened a few years ago, but he kept telling me, oh, Cash, man, come come back, come back, man, come back. Nah, I can't even bother, because he knows what, I put pure tunes, because now I've built my studio in my house. So now I've got my old setup in the in, back of my house. Yeah. So now I'm back to, I'm back to, because I, I, can, I can go studio now and pull up a 1999 song, and exactly the same as 1999. There's no, I've got all my hardware, mm. everything still. So 
He said, nah, man, you need to come back. He, he, he pushed me so much to get me back. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I was all, I didn't tell him I was going to Brazil. I'm in Brazil, living life, having fun. Yeah, every time I used to contact, he was in Brazil. Yeah, I, I, thought, I said, I don't need that. I'm not into the music. He actually pressed up an EP, I think, uh, with a, um, it was a four-track EP. It's like a black and white label. It says Cash, Cash, Cash Combo, Warbash. It's a few children. It was a bad boy EP. He pressed it up. He goes, I'm going to press up all the records and show you, like, like people want you yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like... So he pressed up his own EP, own EP on his behalf to convince me to come back. It wasn't for him, I would not be doing music now because I was totally out of the game. I made music, but I wasn't interested to show it in public. John, it's been eventful, bruv. Yeah, man, happy to, happy to give the story, man, for real. It's been eventful. You've yeah, been watching man. a grime history lesson with myself, DJ Argue, and the legend, Johnny Cash. Yeah, and big up peoples. And Keep it black ops. Say, yeah, keeping it black ops, keeping it warm, keeping it underground. I must say a big up um, Rat person. I've got to say a big up Retu. For all the Coliseum ravers, you know. The original champagne bubbler, man. I was go Coliseum, see him, the man buy the bar out. Yeah. Yeah, man, go Coliseum. Imagine going to Coliseum. The man buy crates of champagne. <laughs> crates, you know, blood. So, yeah, big up the ravers on Coliseum, big up all the Gary scene. I've got to big up all the Graham artists doing the thing now, man. I'm so happy that the Graham scene is elevated to where it's at now, where it's established worldwide. And, man, I'm so happy. Because like, this is. This back in the days, like, right, it's never gonna happen. So, bigger all the artists and bigger all the new DJs and new producers. And one thing I must say if you're a producer, get your own sound. Please, man. If you get your own sound, you can make something today and you can play it in 10 years' time. Do not follow everyone, do your own thing and you'll be timeless. Listen, we're out. Gram history lesson. Keep it rinse. <laughs>